This is Ron Moss from The Heart. You know, when I was growing up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there were certain discussions or certain things that were never discussed that was happening in our world. There was kind of an underlying thing going on that nobody talked about. I can remember seeing or meeting people that kind of seem or act different to me. I can remember hearing stories of certain things that were not the norm or weren't not the norm at that time. Uh, when you would hear about, you know, guys who were messing with guys or girls who were messing with girls or or things that were even more extreme than that. And I can remember uh, being a freshman in college and, and, and my twin brother coming out of the closet, you know, admitting to the family, admitting to my mom and my dad that he was gay. And in hindsight, when I, when I think about that and I think about what it must have took for him to be in an environment, we're talking about the 80s now, to be in an environment where that was still somewhat taboo. And, but for him to live uh, the way that he wanted to live and hopefully get the support that he wanted to have, he had to confess this. He had to tell everybody. And I remember uh, being told when I was a freshman on campus at, 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 at my college. And I remember sitting in the phone booth that day and kind of reflecting on his life and coming to this realization that my twin brother was gay. And it took me maybe a few months to conclude that regardless of what he was or what he confessed to, he was still my twin brother and I was still gonna love him unconditionally. That that was kind of a no brainer for me. I you know, he was my twin brother. And, you know, the thing that I had to do was now understand something that was completely new to me and new for me so I could accept his situation and understand his situation better. Now, you know, in my family, I believe it opened the door for others in my family to eventually what we call come out the closet to admit that their sexual orientation was towards the same sex. I'm talking about all of this because we are in this era where we're talking about transgender and and you have now legislators, you have people in the House and who are trying to, people who are governors and people who are senators trying to create laws to to stop the medical profession from trying to prevent ways from these young people who feel like nobody wants to hear them, nobody wants to listen to them. Uh, they're trying to open up in the hopes that their family will accept them. Can you imagine what it must be like 
for a young person to wrestle with the fact that on one hand, they are a young boy or young girl, and they have these feelings. You, you, you know what it's like when you start to have feelings. You know, I can I can remember when I would start to have feelings for girls and and get excited when I would see that particular girl and 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 would make those statements about I had a crush on her or I loved her. Can you imagine being a guy, a young boy or a young girl, and have those same emotions for the same sex, and know that the people around you understanding you kind of look at that and and wrestling with yourself going wait a minute I'm not normal why do I feel this way why am I feeling this way and then to kind of quietly deal with it because we don't accept stuff or we not open enough to isn't it ironic that in our own families that we don't know how to love folk who are different and so we cast them away You know, we kind of silently dismiss it. And so when they see that and they feel different, they kind of deal with it by themselves. That was those generations. That was the the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But now this new generation is saying, hey, this is who I am. And And society has changed and been more accepting to this new age generation. But guess what? Now we're making this turn where uh, legislators are saying, hey, we're not going to allow professionals who have done research, who have looked at this, and if there's a way we can stop these young people who are who are trying to figure it out by themselves because there are some people in their family or there's mamas and daddies and grandmamas and granddaddies and aunts and uncles who refuse to accept them and love them unconditionally. So they end up killing themselves. They end up committing suicide because they feel like no one accepts them. And and medical professionals are saying, hey, there's a possible way. Accept who they are. Accept who they are. Love them unconditionally. Why can't you love them? And, and I'm and and I and I, I thought about this. I thought about this real hard. That the people who have to take the lead on this has to be mama and daddy. Has to be family members. It has to be those same people that grew up who are still living, who grew up in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and say, I've grown, I've learned, I've matured. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. And we got to start to love folk, even if they're different in our sight. The Bible is very clear when it talks about love and it talks about love unconditionally. And it doesn't say except for, 
if they're transgender, except for if they're gay, except for. It doesn't say that. It's us who do that. And so that takes me to this point. The church has to take the lead. The church has to be the body of people that speak up and say it's okay to love gay people. It's okay to love transgenders. It's okay to love people who are different. Because if we are truly going to be the examples of Christ, then we have to love unconditionally. The relationship is always personal. Some, for some reason, we want to be God. And God didn't call us to be God. He called us to just love folk, period. And, and he says it very clear in the Bible. He said, I'll be the one to do the judging. But somehow in all this rigmarole, I'll put it that way, we be, somehow designated ourselves to be the judge and jury. And if we're honest, in our own families, there are people who are probably have hidden secrets for 20, 30, 40, 50 years because they felt like their own family, their own flesh and blood would not accept them for who they are. And can you imagine being fake, smiling when you're not really happy, laughing when it's really not funny? But you figure that's the only way I can be accepted. I have to live this world and be phony because my own family won't accept me for who I am. The world is changing, whether you like it or not, <laughs> whether you accept it or not. And for you people to create barriers against these folks is the wrong thing to do. Our job is to create an environment where everyone, regardless of race, creed, color, and regardless of whatever they choose to be, we have to love them in spite of. That man who murdered his whole family, that woman who killed her kids. We have to love them. We have to learn how to love them. That man who bombed that building, those people that hung, those folk, those people, all the killing in the world, we still got to love them to be able to have some sanity. Because if you spend all your time just focusing on hating people, if you spend all your time 
focusing on trying to find a way to put walls and block people from being happy and being loved. The only person you're really hurting at the end of the day is yourself. God bless you. Hope you still know how to hope you still know how to love. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh yeah. Peace.